You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Great Pets Radio is brought to you by Dog.com. For everything and anything dog, shop Dog.com today for all the top brands. Greenies, Frontline, Kong, Nylabone, Royal Canin, and more. Shop at Dog.com and use the promo code SADGPR and get $15 off your order of $75 or more. This is the Great Pets Radio Show with professional dog trainer Brian Kilcommons and Dr. Jim McKiernan of the Great Bay Animal Hospital. The Great Pets Radio Show. Now, here's Brian and Dr. Jim. Good morning. Welcome to Great Pets Radio. This is Dr. Jim McKiernan. It seems like our show is becoming more and more rock and roll based these days. I don't know who I get to thank or for that one but um anyways welcome to another edition of great pets radio we are live and we are here to talk about the health and behavior of your pet which is what we do every week um it's our little give back we enjoy it and we hope we uh we help many of our friends um four-legged two-legged and everything else the number again is 1-888-441-9876 and uh we welcome your calls this morning you know it's we're going to kind of have a, a good show. We have a, uh, a, a, new, uh, have a new co-host with me as well, which I'm going to introduce. But um, we're going to be talking a little bit today about some interesting stuff. One is Halloween. I mean, what does Halloween mean for you and your pets? And there's a lot of good advice that we're going to be able to give with, um, with, it's for you today with your pets. So it's not as simple as you think. Um, there are some good things. And the other thing people often talk about is chocolate. Is, you know, is chocolate safe for our, our pets and I always get the calls on Monday morning. Oh, he got into the chocolate. What do we do? And so we're gonna we're gonna help you navigate through that as well, because uh, you know chocolate is a toxin, um, but thankfully it's a toxin that has to be taken in a pretty sizable amount to cause some effects that we uh, would be life threatening. A lot of times it's just a little bit of vomiting and diarrhea. Anyways, I want to start the show by uh, announcing a new website where you can uh, you can email us questions. And it started last week, and we're going to continue to do so. And it would be mysmartpuppy.com. So if you get on my smart puppy, you'll see a little spot that says question, and uh, you can uh, email a question, which we'll read off some of those today. Um, Anyways, I got a nice little email last week about a woman who, who um, is having a difficult time with her uh, pet insurance. And um, I think it's important for, and wanted to bring it to my attention since I, uh, and I'm paraphrasing her, um, since I endorse or I really like pet insurance. And I want to bring this up because I, th- I, I want to be very clear on how this pet insurance works. Pet insurance is not the, the panacea. It is not the perfect way to go. It is not like you make your $30 payment a month and you don't have to worry about anything. It's very similar to human medicine, and quite frankly, maybe someday it might turn into that. Maybe it won't. They don't think it will. It's not going to go managed care. But from your perspective as a pet owner, there's a number of things to consider. Number one, which do you choose? I don't know which to choose. Um, we have veterinary pet insurance on each week. They're the oldest. I'm told they pay the quickest to you. Um, they're reputable. Um, I, I, there's a fair amount of trust on my end with them, but there's a lot of other ones for you to look at. And then secondly is, what kind of plan did you choose? Um, and, you know, inherently, insurance companies that are in business to make money. Wow. <laughs> you know, there's a surprise for us. But, one of the, but so sometimes they don't make it that easy for you to get reimbursed. 
they may say, you require a diagnosis from your visit. And we don't have that diagnosis, so we can't reimburse you yet. So just consider that as you're going through which plan do I choose, what company do I take. It is not the best way to go. However, that said, do I recommend them? Yes, to everybody. It takes the shock out. And it's going to make life a lot easier, especially for those who, you know, whose finances would be, you know, riveted with that $1,000 emergency visit. So anyways, that's my little rant on, uh, on, um, on pet insurance. Actually, you can get online, too. There's an interesting thing called PetInsuranceReview.com, which, uh, which goes through, which help me help you navigate through which plan you want. So, anyways, um, that my co-host for the for the last two and a half years, Brian, has moved on to some uh, endeavors back to his roots, down in um, uh, back to New York. So, in the meantime, we've got a new co-host on Great Great Pets Radio, and uh, I'd like to l- introduce her. I think you may have heard of here before, but she tell you a little bit about her. She's um, she's got her master's from Lesley College and her bachelor's from Amherst. She has co authored nine books on, on dogs and cats. Um, and I say cats, too, because she, like me, is, a, is a really a cat lover. Um, lectures. She's lectured at Tufts University, Groomers Expos, Guiding Dogs, Guiding Eyes for the Blind, Pet Citizen International, American Council. Bottom line is she's been all around the country. She's, act- she's very sought. You know, and it, it's always tough to fill a co-host to a, someone of Brian's stature, and I think this was a, I, I've done it. I've done it today. <laughs> so I'm going to pat myself on the back on that one. Uh, she's currently teaching all over the country when she comes to, uh, uh, to doing some, some training for dog trainers. She's going to be a great addition to the show, and I'm just thoroughly excited that we're going to have her. So when we come back, I'm going to introduce our new talk show host uh, for Great Pets Radio. And um, again, we're going to continue the same format of the behavior and medicine and she will gladly handle those behavior calls so again our number is 1-888-441-9876 this is dr jim and we'll be back after this break there's a movement afoot shoebuy.com join the millions of people who shop shoebuy.com's over 400 brands and 500,000 products order now and get free shipping and free return shipping ShoeBuy.com, the world's greatest shoe store. Walk your dog in style and comfort. Enter the code GPR at checkout and get a 10% discount plus free shipping at ShoeBuy.com. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to 1-800-PETMEDS.com forward slash GPR to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PETMEDS.com. Hello, I'm Deborah Wolf and I'm inviting you to my animal party on Pet Life Radio. The dress code, come as you are. Pajamas, a tux, 
You can even go naked like your pets. Unleash your party animal at my animal party. Guests you know from Animal Planet, TV, radio, the news, and bookstores will be joining me. And that's because after I won Best Pet Radio in America from the DWAA, I got my paw on the door and I met a lot of amazing people. And the best of the best are going to be coming to the party. They're coming to party with us. So join us at the animal party. Don't miss the party. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Hey, welcome back to Great Pets Radio. This is Dr. Jim McKiernan. And we are live, 888-441-9876. Anyways, I'm joined this morning with no other. One of my favorite people in the universe uh, is Sarah Wilson. Sarah, good morning. Good morning. So happy to be here. And welcome to the radio show. And uh, we're excited to have you on a weekly basis to uh, come in and contribute your, I mean, I'm going to call it what it is. You've been doing this a long time. Yes. You're, you're really good at it. Thank you. You're going to offer a lot of, um, just a lot of a lot of help for people. So we're really looking forward to that. We want to help people succeed with their dogs. They love them and their cats. We all adore them. They add to our lives, and we just want to make it better. Right. Absolutely. Now, um, do you have a... Uh, do you have something that you like to do the most? I mean, do you like dogs? Do you like cats? Do you like both? I like I like helping people uh, succeed with their animals. It, nothing makes me happier than to make someone go, oh, oh, that makes so much sense. Because we all love them. We want it to work. But we get frustrated by minor things and we don't know how to fix it. And that's my job is to help you learn how to fix it so you can just enjoy your animal more. Right. You know, can I tell a quick Sarah story? Please. I hope <laughs> so, so. This is, uh, we're excited to have her on the show. But um, one time I was, Sarah has a couple of horses and I went over the house and she was showing me, uh, it was nice healing up on this horse that got injured. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so she opens the gate of the, the, the horse stall and she looks at her horse and she says, come on out. And the horse comes walking out, Ted does a little circle. And he's, she looks at her horse and she says, all right, now stay there. And then she continued to have a conversation with me. Now, never in my life have I ever seen that. Usually, you're supposed to put the little buckle on the thing. You, you know, you, Sarah just says, stand over there, stay there. I'll be right with you until I finish up with Jim. So, <laughs> well, Nikki uh, and I are tight. Yeah, yeah. Nikki and I are good. <laughs> so, so you go from cats to dogs and a little bit of horses as well. I love to work with the horses, and I learned a lot about working with cats and dogs from working with Nikki when he w- did have that horrible injury. Um, it took me to a new level. Right. Now, one of the things over the years that I've done, I mean, I've sent a, a number of people, and I continue to send people your way, for dog training because you do some dog training stuff on the side, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. My favorite um, are shy and sensitive dogs, dogs that are from rescue and having a hard time adapting. That's one of the things I specialize in along with puppies, as in my smart puppy, right. but happy to help anybody. Now, and if people want to get a hold of you, I know they can, people often email me, but is there a website or is there? Absolutely. MySmartPuppy.com. Easy to find me there or MySmartPuppy at AOL or MySmartPuppy at Gmail. Okay, it smart, all works. All right. Smart Puppy. My Smart Puppy. I love that. I still call kittens, older cats when they come in, I still call yeah. them kittens. How's your kitten doing? People look at me funny, but I don't know. They, to me, they're always kittens. Well, these methods work on everybody because they work on all age people is what I tell people. <laughs> all age dogs, it works on all age people. So you've written nine books. Yes. Co- co-authored, right? Yes. And um, you got one in the works? Not at the moment. No. I'm really focusing on My Smart Puppy right now. So okay. we have hundreds of articles and video clips up. We're really trying to make an online resource that people can use and enjoy. I don't know how you do it, nine books, but a lot of them are really interesting. Dogology, 
Yeah. Tell me, tell me about that one. Dogology with Vicki Croak. That was so much fun to do. That's really about what your relationship with your dog tells about you. So we broke uh, owner bonds down into nine different types and told people the pluses and minuses of both types and just had a blast. Talk about the do- um, the types that are visible at dog parks. And mm-hmm. it's it's fun. It's funny. It's insightful. You'll see each other in it. It's a good laugh. And um, I did see you. I saw you on TV. Yeah, I saw you oh, on yeah. Ness uh, New England Cable News. Absolutely, New England Cable News. That's on Vicky's show, Secret Life of Animals. Right. A wonderful show. Right. And you may have seen me on uh, PBS's Nature, Why We Love Cats and Dogs. That was a lot of fun to shoot. One of the things that you have a great ability to do is to make behavioral problems, uh, the solutions to behavioral problems, very simple. Thank you. Yeah, and I think it's really, I've seen a lot of dog trainers who are, who are able to take the dog, do what they need to do, and then hand it back to the owner and say, see? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it can, Voila! Yeah, it can be done, and then the owners of the dog saying, I can't do what right. you just did. Right. So, so much of it, um, and I'm noticing on your your, uh, your bio here, is teaching. It really is. Well, teaching's in my blood. I come from a long line of teachers, so that's how I think about things. Yeah. And I'm always thinking, how can I break it down into two or three things that'll make a difference and will make sense? I try to build on these sorts of communications we have between each other. Right. And so people go, oh, I know how to do that. And I'm like, right, do that with your animal, and you're going to see a big change. And, and every, then we build. Yeah, and everybody's different. And, it, and yeah. everybody's different on how they look at their dog, their relationship with their dog, and everything else. And their cats, I always say the best method on the planet is the one you'll use. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter how perfect a method is. If you won't use it, it doesn't help. Good point, because there are so many different ways of training dogs yes. and cats these days. I mean, let's face it. There's, yes. and, all, and a lot of them work. They if work. you practice them, they work. Right. That's really the bottom line. You know, but to be roped into one... You know, like yeah. what, what's the uh, what's the one that I saw with the dolphins? The clicker? Yeah. Right? I mean, I think if you are just so click, you know, this is the only way to do it, you're missing out. Well, we exclude people because clicking is a blast, and I love to use the clicker, but it can be complicated when you're beginning, and it can be frustrating, and I don't want people to ever think training is complicated or frustrating. <laughs> it should be fun and easy. And it's an interesting little thing. What you do is you basically have a clicker in your hand. Yes. And you click, which makes a very loud noise, right, on good behavior. Yes. And the fun thing about that is it makes people into good behavior um, hunters. And if people have been thinking that training is about eliminating bad behavior, it can really shift the way people think, which is great. But it can be a little slow if people are having frustrating problems that they want to see change with. So I have a wide range of methods and tools I use. I don't care. My goal is a happy dog and a happy person. And whatever method and tool gets that, I'm all over it. That's great. No, it's, I mean, yeah. I mean, I've had such a long experience with you and with clients who have had good success with you, and hopefully that will continue. So anyways, um, we are getting to the point where we left what we like to do with, with this show is we like to talk about current events and one of the current events that's coming up next weekend is uh halloween halloween so w- w- let's talk about that because there you know halloween and your pets can be very very stressful very it, hard on the pets it can be yes i mean let's let's here's an example i have how many houses you go to you ring that doorbell and all of a sudden you hear yes well, you do that in a course of, yeah. you know, 
29 times over yes. two hours. What a, you know, what do we do? What do oh, we the dog is then, uh, one of the things people really need to keep in mind is that the dog isn't joking. He's having a full <laughs> body response every time. And by the time it's over, it's as if someone's yelled boo to you 29 times. He's really worked up. He's not at his most stable. Um, he's exhausted. He's exhausted. He's cranky. <laughs> and then when you open it, he sees people in masks. He doesn't know it's a mask. I remember Karis, who I adored. I was wait, swimming wait. one time. Now, you're saying he. Now it, could be, it could be she. Right, Absolutely. Uh, no, I'm not picking. Not picking. <laughs> but I was swimming one time, and I had a, a face mask on, and I had it up on my head, and Karis was all happy to see me. And I put it down. He was right in front of me. I put it over my eyes. I lifted it up. He would wag, put it down. As far as he's concerned, I'm becoming a gargoyle before his eyes. Yes, yes. So um, putting the dogs back in a safe area... Give them a treat by all means, a something, a special chewy, get them a toy, put, set them up in the crate, and let them skip all the all right. confusion. So let's, let, let, you just had a lot of information. I'm going to back you up, okay. a little, back up a little bit on this. You mentioned the word crate. What if people don't use crates? Because, quite frankly, a lot of them don't, Sarah. They I just know. If, if the crate, it, they can be in a bedroom if the dog's comfortable in there, but someplace where the dog feels safe and relaxed, I would leave some kind of noisemaker on so they're not like a radio or a TV, okay. so they're not hearing every single bell ring, and something that entertains them, a Kong that's got some treats in it, uh, a rawhide, if you feel good about that. Some people can't. Depends on how your dog chews. But whatever. Some kind of treat they enjoy that will keep them occupied so that they aren't sitting at the front door getting worked up and worked up and worked up and worked up. <laughs> I know. End of the night comes. This dog's like, thank God yeah. Halloween is over. Worst night of the year. <laughs> I know. And with my kids, it's like my son Owen is uh, Kevin Euclid. Uh -huh. That's what his Halloween costume is. So he's been thinking about this for three months. <laughs> And so he, As only Owen can focus. Uh, only Owen. He's such a great He's kid. He's ready. So anyways. Great kid. Uh, but what do you think about crates, Sarah? I mean, should people who have dogs, and um, should they still use a crate? I mean, what are your thoughts on crates? I think it is a life skill that dogs need to acquire because they may need to be in your facility and be crated after emergency surgery or something, and I don't want them to be stressed if they need to be crated. So it's a life skill that I uh, leave the crate open for the rest of life. They can come and go, but I've had dogs skunked, and believe me, having a crate <laughs> separate from your bed is a big plus at that moment. So... Um, uh, I think a crate is a plus throughout a dog's life. And in nights like this, it's a nice, cozy spot that they, they can hang out and relax. Sure. I'm, a, I'm in agreement with you on that. Great. I, I think that crates should never go away. And yep. if you do it right, they become a home. They become yeah. a place where they're happy to go to. You know, and one of the ways, I've been over friends' houses before, and you invite people in, and then all of a sudden the dog's like, you know what, there's a lot of people yeah. here right now. I think I'm going to need a break. I'm going to go where? To my crate. Yeah. And that's, Absolutely. if you can get that, it's a safe place. Anyways, we have Cindy on the line from Eastern Massachusetts. Cindy, good morning. Welcome to Great Pets. Good morning. How are you? I'm well, thank hey, you. Hey, Cindy. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Good. Excellent. Nice to hear your voice. Oh, thanks. Good to talk to you as well. Hey, I'm calling about Lucy. Okay. She, she is chewing on her leg. Mm. And I don't know what to do to make it better without the... Elizabethan caller. Who's, who's Lucy? Tell us a little Lucy bit about Lucy is our 11-year-old chocolate lab mutt. And right. she's a good girl, and we need to get her healthy. And she's and chewing uh, all of her legs, or one leg? Just Which? her back left leg on the outside ankle. She chews in it and cries and chews in it and cries. Mm. Has she had any surgery with that leg? No, I think, okay. I'm thinking it's a nervous 
chewing. Yeah. And um, think she does. Well, because we both work and they stay home all day by yep. themselves. We have two dogs. Yeah. And when did this start? Um, probably within probably when we came back from France a couple weeks ago. Okay. Um, yeah, my then. guess, and Jim will take this one. I'll hand it over to him very quickly. But anytime you have an adult dog that suddenly develops a new behavior, I always think vet check first because she may have arthritis or be painful at this age. So, Jimbo, this one's yours. Well, you know, I would say that... Um Jimbo. Sorry, I know. I just caught myself. I'm sorry, Dr. Jim. I kind of like that. Dr. Jim. I have have an employee who used the word dude the other day, and I went, excuse me, dude. She said, well, it would be better if I said Dr. Dude. I said, no. No, No. no, she wouldn't. Anyway, it's joking. Um, 11-year-old dog, to get something, a lesion like that, a lot of times it can be allergies or parasites or it's psychosomatic. In other words, they're going at it. So allergies would be a dog who's scratching themselves. It would be more full body. You know, working all the legs, scratching yep. underneath. Um, you know, this food allergy, the seasonal allergy, and an older dog that would be high on my my list. But with one leg in the back, especially if you went you were away, a lot of times they're getting into what's called the lick granuloma, where they're just okay. doing it out of boredom. Oh, okay. So a lot of things. You know, Sarah just nailed it. Everything we do is kind of we rule out medical first. And then we jump on the behavioral side. So if it's a big, is there a big patch of fur that's missing? Yes. Yeah, we probably should scrape it. Or someone down there should just scrape it real quick. Make sure it's not like, you know, demodect mites or something like that. And then uh, you can start, and if everything looks good and we're not showing the signs of allergies, you can start going down the uh, behavioral road. Do you ever do um, just a round of painkillers prophylactically to see if the behavior goes away? You're not worried about arthritis or anything at this point? I, I not mean, on that spot? No. Okay. Because if they're, if they're, I mean, if you tell me, you know, what's your dog's name? Lucy. Lucy. Lucy, if you said, you know, she's really sore getting up from a, from a sitting position or she won't jump in the car. And that's why I asked you if she had surgery because sometimes if they had like knee surgery on that back leg, sometimes there's still a hardware in there that's kind of jiggling about and they'll start biting at it and things, you know? No, it's just sort of a worried behavior. It looks like just sort of gnawing on it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I mean. Yeah. Behavior, then, then behavior uh, stuff. Then we need to get her entertained in other ways, and probably uh, up her exercise a little bit and up her stress or structure. Because if she was stressed while you guys were away, then uh, giving her more structure and giving her other things to do can really be calming to her. She needs reassurance more than she needs attention, and the reassurance can be structure and knowing how her world works and that everything is back to normal. So, um, if you were to email me over at mysmartpuppy.com, I could give you a whole layout of things you could do with her, and we could uh, help you through until we found something that calmed her down and relaxed her. Yeah, I mean, I got to tell you, as much as I always, I could go through, and I hate to discount all the medical things, I really think it's this one has a very strong possibility of being behavioral. And that's why it's fun that we have both of us. Right. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you both very much, yeah. and I will email you at mysmartpuppy.com. All thank right. you, Cindy. Yeah, thanks, Okay, Cindy. take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it, that is you know we talk about lick granulomas. Yes. And when they show up on one limb, it's very high on the list as, as being the problem. But it's like horses mm-hmm. who they crib, they crib. Yeah. And they get high. Yeah. Self calming on the endorphins. You yeah. got it. They so they get endorphins, which is like a morphine yep. based product from their brain being released. And it's like that runner who hits that fifth yeah. mile and says, I feel good. Yeah. So these dogs get into it and they're biting themselves and they keep working it and working it and working it. Okay. But you got to stop it. And sometimes you got to put buckets on their head or e-collars. Yeah, and she know. doesn't want to go that way. And e-collars in this case means Elizabethan collars, not 
shock callers, folks, okay? Anyways, you, you listen to Dr. Jim with Sarah Wilson this morning, and our number is 888-441-9876. We'll be back after this break. Thank you, Dr. Jim. us a question like so how do you feel about cat condos we can say from experience feels like home for her enter the code gpr10 gpr the number 10 and get 10 percent off any order no minimum at petco.com pets can be a wonderful addition to your life because they're a member of the family keeping them healthy and happy is important Pet Life Radio presents The Pet Doctor with veterinary media consultant and veterinarian Dr. Bernadine Cruz. Whether you have a dog, cat, reptile, or rabbit, you'll find answers for your pets straight from the vets. The Pet Doctor, on demand every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. PetLifeRadio.com Welcome back to Great Pets Radio with Dr. Jim McKiernan and Sarah Wilson. We are here to answer your questions and talk anything dog and cats. Love to hear from you all and see if we can't make your life and your pet's life better. We have a call right now from Sharon in Maine, who I believe is Three Dog Mom. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Good morning. Good. So you saw that beautiful German Shepherd I posted. Yes, the 10-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's now 10. He's not 13 anymore. Oh, yeah, well, you know, we all get younger. <laughs> but, so I'm just wondering what, we took Sophie, mm-hmm. who's our 40-pound dog, and then Jack, who's 12 pounds, down yesterday to meet him. Mm-hmm. And he's very excitable, lots of barking, mm-hmm. pouncing around. But the only worry I sort of had about him was with Jack, mm-hmm. because Jack's so little, is that he... When they were being introduced and they walked around, and we didn't have them, you know, do a lot of sniffing until he had settled down a bit, which mm-hmm. he does do. He sort of went at him from behind with his mouth open, mm-hmm. but not, like, aggressive. But really, I think, like, he wanted to take a hold of him from behind. <laughs> yes, well, herding breeds often, when they get stimulated, revert to herding behaviors, even if they don't exactly know why they're doing it. And he looks to me to be... Um, in East German or Czechoslovakian bred shepherd, which means they're going to be sort of higher drive and higher intensity, even in double digits than um, some of the other sort of Western uh, West German bred and some American bred German shepherds. So I'm, I'm not surprised. He's probably a ton of dog, um, and he would be a lot to integrate into your particular family because you've got the small uh, terriers that are excitable and Sophie, who's Sophie. Right, um, and two cats. And two cats, yeah. Um, On his thing, it says he's loved with dogs, cats, and rabbits, and is good with all. Um, but you never know. <laughs> well, it's just it's hard to know what that means because sometimes fosters have so many dogs and they uh, organize them um, very strictly that getting along well means didn't uh, attack them. I, I, and I don't, I don't trust well, that. No, that's his home. He came from. Oh, that's his home. But but still, they placed him. 
Yeah, I yeah. So we don't really know right. what went yeah. on. Yeah, I, I mean, when I read it, when I read that, oh, great with kids, you know, great with dogs, great with cats, great with rabbits. I'm always like, okay, I'll be the decision maker on that one. Yeah, yeah. You have to read the dog's body language, um, and also with shepherds, so much of their behavior is based on the relationship they have with the people that. They, it might not have shown in that household, but then when he's cut loose, he goes back to sort of his original programming, and then he will calm down again when he's in tight relationship again and structured. So he could well settle. There's just no immediate way to know. Right. And do you think that that hurting behavior, though, would translate into, like, aggression towards them? Um, there's no way uh, to know, uh, but I know he's over at the Animal Welfare Society that does such a good job in Maine. So you might be yeah, able to ask. Love yeah, they're and they're great. I really respect them and their work. Um, so if they're having a good time with him, then I'm much reassured. But you might want to go back down and see him around some of the cats in the facility or have him, if they do play groups, see how he is in a playgroup setup and get a better idea because he could have just been overstimulated or he could do this for his own entertainment. Uh, we don't know that yet, but I do trust them a lot and I'd see him uh, in more interaction so he could make a better decision. Okay. Well, Mike's headed back down there to look at him again. So. Oh, good. I'd say <laughs> love is happening. Out. Love is in the air. Yeah, Mel, he's going to have to be Mike's, but I'll check. I'll so if he does that hurting, sort of grabbing at them again today, maybe it's just not a good fit, and I'll have to tell Mike he's too much maybe for our family. It's a lot to integrate, and yeah. you've been doing a lot of integration lately, if I remember correctly. Yes. Yeah. Good, you, uh, you do an amazing job. Uh, you don't yeah. want a project. Well, I can oh. tell you right now. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like one. Uh, all right. All right. Th hey, thanks for the call. All right. Thank Keep you. Keep us posted. Have a good day. Numbers at one eight 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 four four one nine eight seven six. Uh, we great pets radio. These are people who are tracking you. They found you. They're wonderful. They found yeah, you. These on are the radio. people from mysmartpuppy.com. They're terrific. Sharon is a wonderful, wonderful home. Does done great jobs with her dogs and cats, and uh, would be a great home for any dog. So it's Saturday night. You're at your house. The doorbell's ringing. Crit, trick or treat. Everything's going okay. You got a dog that's a lab who yes. loves to eat, eat, eat. Yes. And all of a sudden, you look over and you see your lab is very hyper excitable. He's just restless. He's running around the house, just just can't get himself settled. His heart rate has increased. Uh oh. He's that peeing more. His muscle tremors, vomiting, diarrhea. What do you think may have happened? I want to see what happened to my box of chocolate that right. I had by the doors, yeah, handing out. How much have I got left? You got it. What we call that is we call that theobromine toxicity, and that's what it does. Now, it's usually about an ounce per pound for milk chocolate. Now wow. you think about that. Wow, that's a lot. It's pretty much a lot now, but it goes. How about the semi-sweet chocolate? It's about an ounce per three pounds. And then for baker's chocolate, it's an ounce per nine pounds. Ooh. So the baker's chocolate... Is well, much more toxic. Is much, much more toxic. So when we're getting into brownies... Yeah. Right. That's, okay. That's the big fear. Ah. And does the White, fat content have to do with it? Do brownies make it worse? Or no, it's all that. No. How about dark chocolate? The really, really great dark chocolate must be more risky. Yes. The more, the, exactly, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. So it, it, milk chocolate, which is what most of us get all the time, it's about an ounce per pound. You're usually okay. Inevitably, you're going to get diarrhea. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> that's what we see. But, so, but I can tell you a quick story. I'll tell you my concern yes. on Halloween is not so much that. Mm -hmm. It's they get into the entire bowl. Yes. It happened to me. Where, where I was looked at and said, what happened to all the Halloween candy that was by the front door? It was gone. Right. G-O-N-E. Yes. Gone. 
All of it. Not a Charleston chew left. Oh. <laughs> and I was, <laughs> no and then, paper wrappers, nothing? No paper wrappers, oh, nothing. I walked goodness, downstairs and then I looked over and I said, Katie, <laughs> my 75-pound Chesapeake. And uh, yeah, she... So my fear is... Uh, not so much on the chocolate a lot of the times, but it's it's obstruction. So yeah. if, if they eat all of that, um, we induced vomiting. We got to yeah. come up. But um, and how do you do that? And should people try that? Yes. Uh, okay. Well, th- what I would I, I think the most important thing to do is call either visit the emergency vet number one. Okay. Um, if it's in the middle of the night, right? Call your vet if they have if uh, right. they have service to have them walk you through it. Okay. Will poison control walk you through it? Um, often, often they might, but it, um, okay. I, I guess I don't know the answer to that. O- okay. Oftentimes, they're going to tell you what they're going to do is they'll tell you what to look for in terms of clinical signs, right. and they will work with your veterinarian ah. on to on to uh, you know to solve the problem. Okay. So, like potpourri, I had a, we had a we had a cat who actually licked in the potpourri. You can yes, yeah. Very, very caustic to the tongue and skin and everything. If you could only see his face when he says the word potpourri. <laughs> <laughs> well, what it did to this poor cat was terrible. So, anyways. Oh, we'll talk about that. I had no idea. Yeah, it's Great Pets Radio, Dr. Jim and Sarah Wilson, uh, 888-441-9876. We come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about some Halloween tricks or treats that you can do for your pet. And when, I have a bunch of questions for Sarah as well. So we'll be back after this break. Excellent. Great Pets Radio is brought to you by Pet Care Rx, America's most affordable pet pharmacy. Pet Care Rx offers the same meds as top vets, but with a savings of up to 50%. So go to PetCareRx.com. Use promo code GPR10, GPR, the number 10, and receive $10 off orders of $50 or more and free shipping. On all orders over $35 at PetCareRx.com. If you ask the question, what do I want? What do I need? I'll take a back shot. I reach and mention, I need time. I need love. I crave attention. Love My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available on iTunes. Ladies and gentlemen, Pet Life Radio proudly presents DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. Get ready to unleash the dog sports enthusiast in all of us. From speed drawing and mushing to racing, agility, and competition, this is the place to learn all about the dog sports and activities that you can do with your furry best friend and canine competitor. So get ready for game time. DSPN with your host, Lori Williams. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.
Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Great Pets Radio. This is Dr. Jim McKiernan with Sarah Wilson. The number is 888-441-9876. We are talking Halloween and pets. And uh, and you were mentioning about potpourri and it harmed the cat. I had not heard this. Yeah, Tell me about it. It's it. the liquid form of potpourri that people oh. use. Or, you know, it kind of makes the house smell a certain way. Yes. Very caustic to the tongue. Of to course. The, it was just, it was really a horrible. Mess. Yeah. But in that particular case, the, um, you know, the, uh, the way poison control works is you call them up say that you think this is what happened and they work with your veterinarian on on uh, on the case to right. say okay this is how you would do it a b still cookbook through you yep. at the vet so yeah i would think any essential oils which is probably what's in the liquid form is potentially dangerous to cats or any yeah. you have to be really careful cuz cats will lick it up and then they'll burn themselves yeah i mean and you know the poison control their job is to not treat so their job is they'll look at you and say you know what that plant your cat just ate that you're worried about Mm -hmm. is not toxic so you should be okay right but their job is to say you know what these are the things you're going to see right and this and you need to go see your vet perfect and then they call the vet and they'll say okay this is what we got this is case number Mm -hmm. we had them on the show a long time back um they do good work it's important work, isn't it? It, it is. always happens. Things always happen. What on Sunday or the middle of the night? That's yeah. just it. And and uh, I think they charge forty bucks, but right. to get that peace of mind, yep. for, for the forty-five, I'm, I'm guessing forty-five dollars. You know, to know that everything's going to be okay. Yep. You know, on that Thanksgiving day or that Sunday or whatnot. So yeah, interesting. Nice to have the resources. Yeah, well, it's yeah, and it's nice to you know be in a position where you're not going to say, "Is he okay?" Right. <laughs> when you go to bed, it's like, "Is he going to be all right?" <laughs> That's right. I think I don't know. Right. There's answers out there, and the internet obviously has a lot of answers for you as well. So, anyways, that's a little bit of the chocolate toxicity we're going to talk about. Uh, just you know, keep it away from your dogs and the wrappers. Again, if they do get into the whole thing, call your vet. That's something we need to take action on. Yeah, because if you've got 30 little tiny wrappers in there, they can plug them but good. And that's what you mean by obstruction, them, right? They just plug them. Plug them the but good. That is okay. exactly the way it is. It's just, it's, yeah, you're talking surgery. Yeah, and if you can get it up before it goes into the gut, then you don't have it blocked and they don't have to have surgery and have a gut surgery. You got it. Yeah, I call that $700 candy wrappers. Yes. At least. Well, you know, <laughs> and that, and, and at least. Yeah, oh, gosh, least. yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yes. And then, you know, that's but that's why we have the veterinary pet insurance, because it covers you for those type of right. a- activities that your dog may get into. Yes, it's and, never what you expect that gets you. And, you can al- you know, you can always tell the frequent flyer dogs, too, who come in all the time for this stuff, you know, and you say, you know what, you might want to consider that, that yeah. uh, plan. Yeah, since they eat rocks or they whatever eat, it yeah, is. They yeah. swallow rocks. Oh, God, we have this one little dog who just won't stop. They won't stop eating rocks. He's a basset hound. Oh, poor baby. I know a few of those, and they have to go out with basket muzzles on just to keep them from eating the rocks. He won't stop eating rocks. I feel bad for the guy. Well, I would love to talk to him about that. Because the thing is that when dogs get into something like that, the first thought we have is to focus on the no of eating the rocks. And what happens then is since the dog has no way to succeed, what they start to do is swallow the rocks faster as you approach. Because (laughs) the only fun part of the whole thing for the dog is the rock. So, But what you teach them is if you turn away from the rock, you'll get a piece of steak. Now, when you tell them no, they go, great, I'm going to get steak. That's better than a rock. So we can switch that around. But people's first intuitive thought is to punish the rock eating, and that just gets more swallowing of rocks. Interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, they don't know it. If you try to add punishment in before an animal understands what the positive alternative is, you tend to just speed it up or it goes out of sight. The dog learns, you don't like it when you see me eat rocks, right. so I won't eat rocks in front of you. And then people say the dog's getting sneaky, and I say, no, he's just no. been well-trained. No. He's just been inadvertently well-trained. Well, it's kind of like the dog, when you get home, people say, my dog gives me that guilty look. Yeah. I know he's guilty. Just look at his face. I can yep. tell. And you know what? Let's say that. Let's let me, let me give you an example. Let's say he went to the bathroom in the living room. Right. You came home. Now he and you look at him and you're like, something's up. Right. What's he? What is he thinking? Is he thinking? You know, what's he, what's a dog thinking? You know, poop and you is a bad thing. Usually, it's that. It's sort of like if you were living with someone who came home and periodically yelled at you and got angry at you for reasons you didn't quite understand. Um, then periodically, he's that dog has absolutely associated poop in the living room means I'm in trouble. That doesn't mean he understands when I have the urge to poop, I should go find my person who will let me out, and therefore I will not have that problem. They they haven't made that leap. Right. They just know that this angers you, so now they're in trouble. It's a no win for the dog, <laughs> which is. makes them more nervous. Then when they're more nervous, guess what they do? more because people in your living room yeah uh, yeah yeah or you know you get those people that are going to put their nose in and like no 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 yeah no, don't do that all that's going to do is make them want to go in the living room more yes away from you well and it also makes you a scary person and now they will pretend uh, where, possibly defend themselves and where did that come from oh I mean, from who, an angry human that's all just right. an angry human angry human happens yeah, I mean, that's, that's just really, that's just not the way to go. It's not, not the way, the way to, go. to go, but there are other ways, and if you are stuck in that cycle, call us, and we'll give you other alternatives that will work better. Because people only do that when they're frustrated and they don't know what else to do. Nobody says, oh, that'll be fun. Okay, so we talked about chocolate uh, toxicity. We talked about wrappers uh, getting into all yes. that food. We talked about um, doorbells. Maybe people can start, well, you, I mean, Halloween's yes. this weekend. Yeah. But you can... You can treat to train a dog that the doorbell is a good thing, right? You can teach them the doorbell is a good thing, or you can teach them the doorbell means run to their bed, which is like in the hall right there, and to sit there quietly. <laughs> and we have a great wouldn't video you, clip oh, wait, on that. Oh, wouldn't you love yeah, where? Where is it? Oh, mysmartpuppy.com. We will connect you. It's not hard to do. You get a doorbell from like Home Depot that you can ring automatically, and you just make that the cue for running to the bed and sitting there. <laughs> It'll take you a week. Want, it's awesome. I want everybody just to close their eyes and imagine that. The doorbell rings, and your dog takes off, goes running yes. over to its bed, and sits there and waits. Yes, and it's not hard to do. They don't know what else to do. The one last thing I, I want to mention about Halloween is to be really careful with your cats, especially black cats, and yes. to keep them safe because the door opening and closing, they can scoot out, and you don't want your cats out on Halloween night. You know, plus, you, you might get some knuckleheads out there, too. Yeah. You know, people that are going, oh, it's a black cat. Let's do something that we normally, you know, it's not healthy for the cats. So. Oh, no, no. We have to protect all our animals, especially black cats on so Halloween. So keep them in. Keep, keep you all your in. pets in indoors. Uh, that's that's a great good advice, Sarah. Thank you. Hey, it's Dr. Jim McKiernan with Great Pets Radio. It's Sarah Wilson. The number is 888-441-9876. And we'll be back after this break. How many pets is too many? Do you know somebody whose life is overwhelmed by their animals? Maybe we can help. We're looking for people to be in a new TV series about really large animal families. We can offer expert help, free resources, and the chance to tell their story. If you or someone you know owns a house full of animals, call us toll-free at 1-877-MY-8PETS. That's 1-877-MY-8PETS. 
Welcome to Sassy Seniors, a show about our fabulous older dogs and cats. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson. You know, I wanted to create a show to really showcase our senior pets. And you know, as a human population ages and lives longer, of course, so are our wonderful pets. But many of us with aging pets, it's so interesting. We have a tough time realizing or really admitting that they are seniors. So in a way, I kind of like to think of our senior pets as, as wise puppies. What do you think about that? Be sure to join us for another edition of Sassy Seniors. And remember, celebrate your senior pets. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Great Pets Radio. This is Dr. Jim McKernan with... Sarah Wilson. Yes, happy to be here. Sarah Wilson, our new co-host for Great Pets Radio. And uh, we are, as usual, we'll be back every Sunday at 11 o'clock to talk about the health and behavior of your pets. It's because we like to do that. Every Sunday, uh, towards the end of our show, we have on Cochico Valley Humane Society. And we do that in an attempt to try to find, and I'm going to be very selfish on this one. I'm very upfront with you. I'm trying to find a pet at home. As much as we like Karen from Kachiko, it's all about getting that pet a home. So Karen joins us as she does every Sunday to talk about a pet that tickles her fancy to see if we can't get this pet a home. Hello, Karen. Who have you got today? Hello. I have um, a great German short hair pointer mix named Gomer. Ooh, Karen, Gomer, Karen. what a great name. Yeah, he's fun. Um, Karen, say hi to Sarah. <laughs> Hello, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Delighted to be here. I do that I, when I go to the Dan Ray show and on BZ in Boston every couple of months. He, every time someone calls in, he he makes them say hello to say hi to Jim. <laughs> <laughs> so I just figured I'd do that. But tell me, tell me what you got. About Gomer. He's he's fantastic. Um, he's about he's between one and two years old. We're not sure. He's a stray that had come in and was not reclaimed. Um, but he's got a great disposition. Very happy, silly, playful dog. Very willing. Um, good with cats and dogs here, and seems to like kids too. What, so he's a one to two year old kind of altered male German short haired pointer. Yes, mixed oh. with something we don't know what. Mixed with something bigger than that, but we're not really <laughs> sure what. But he's happy. He's very happy. He smiles, he plays, he Oh, pitches. my gosh. You know what? The, I, I might come up and look at this guy. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, good with other cats, you think, or dogs? How are we doing? Um, yep, he's been good. He's in a play group with several dogs right now, loves it, um, and he's met our resident cats and done really well with them. So. Oh, boy, so he's a winner. Dogs. So yeah. the, dog's, the dog's name again? Gomer. Gomer. I mean, that's <laughs> such a great name for a dog like that. It's just, you know, he's a big, floppy-eared, big-pawed goof. I, um, I want to kind of put in a plug for the blind dog. Oh yes. Do you still also, have him? Did he find right. a Did he find a home yet? He has not. No, he's still waiting. And his name is. Well, Balto and Ray. Balto. Some people call him Ray, but it's a it's a beautiful husky. I'm guessing four to five years of age up there. That is mm-hmm. blind. He's got uh, mature cataracts, but he's a he's a dog that does deserve a good home, and he really can live with. Them. Oh, and blind can be worked with very very easily. That is not a limitation to their ability to love or be loved or be a lovely companion. Yep. You can absolutely enjoy them fully. And he loves to go for walks. He loves to go for car rides. He loves women. I mean. Um, you know, I doesn't dislike men, but he, when he hears a, a woman's voice, right. you see the tail going. So, his, anyway, his name is Balto, and uh, check him out. He's, you know, he's, yeah, he he's gets a, around great here, navigates for himself, and does he, fantastic. Yeah, he just he likes life. All right, 
So uh, keep up the good work. Thank you. Gomer's the name. And by the way, Gomer, if you do uh, adopt out Gomer, your dog will get a complimentary spa treatment. Isn't that right, Karen? Ooh. Yeah. At Canine Chaos. All right. Oh, how nice. Have a great day, Karen. Thanks. Bye. So yeah. every dog that got that, every pet of the week, and so in this case, Gomer, if you adopt out Gomer, you can bring him right down to uh, Ann Nichols at Canine Chaos in Newington, and she will give this dog the extreme makeover, I call it. Oh, that's so nice of Canine Chaos to offer Isn't that, that to people. That's lovely. It makes a big difference. Yeah, it's not that the dogs need it, but I mean, it's their way of, we're all trying that's to it. help. Yeah, to giving back. Yeah, give back. Give these dogs a, a chance. And there's so much to be done with uh, blind animals. It's There are lots of internet resources. Come over to MySmartPuppy.com. We'll tell you what to do. But don't let that uh, scare you off. The dog great. will be great. That dog's name is Balto, yep. and um, I, that's a good endorsement because it, that dog, I fostered it for a little while, and it does deserve a home. Well, anyways, we are wrapping up our show. Sarah Wilson, it's great to have you on the show. I'm thrilled to be here, and I thank Brian for recommending me, and I look forward to moving forward. Yes, and if you have questions during the week, you can get on the website of mysmartpuppy.com. Yes, sir. And click on what? Is it? Forums. Anything you'll find. Forums yep. is where our community is. All right. So on behalf of Sarah Wilson, I'm Dr. Jim McKiernan from Great Pets Radio. We'll do it again next week. Have a great week, everybody. Take care. You've been listening to The Great Pets Radio Show. Join Brian and Dr. Jim next Sunday for more informative pet talk. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.